we always say it's about cycling and parenthood and trying really hard at both. And there's this like kind of BS bravado in the cycling world, especially with, you know, people who have too much time and nothing more important to talk about. And they say, you know, it's all about the bike, which is just stupid. Uh, it's not all about the bike. It's about helping your family thrive. And yeah. so I think uh, letting a podcast fall to the wayside so that you can be a good husband and dad is exactly the point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome to season three, episode one of the Never Going Pro podcast by Dads Inside Riding Trainers featuring GC Coaching. It's a podcast about riding bikes and parenthood and trying really, really hard at both. I'm your host, Ken the Badger Nowell, and with me is Shane Gaffney, founder of GC Coaching. Hi, everyone. And Chris Gorney, fellow dirt teammate, passionate cyclist, and outstanding dad. Of? Two. Two. Yes. Dose. Uno Moss child. Yeah, let's take a few minutes to catch up with the crew or really... This whole podcast is going to be about catching up with the crew because we haven't been recording uh, for months since September. And we are alive. And we are alive. We and we're alive. Yeah, we're I'll tell you, I'll tell you who, and to say the first curse word, I'll tell you who's been giving me the most shit about this is my dad, who okay. apparently listens to this, who has only adult children, does not ride bikes, but apparently listens to our podcast in about every, I don't know, two weeks. I get just like an antagonizing text and it makes me feel both loved and annoyed at the same time. Yeah. I don't That's know cute. that my parents know I do a podcast. Yeah, I'll have to ask them. I don't know if my parents know I exist. So yeah. that says one thing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. All so right. I have a uh, big news. We have another child, a uh, bouncing baby boy whose name is Peter. And we affectionately call him Chunky Chunk or Fussy Fuss or Chunky Fuss, depending on his uh, current mood. But he's huge. <laughs> and it's just my wife and I are both pretty small. And it's hysterical because, you know, our first kid was this tiny, like, oh, yeah, appropriately sized. The doctor was like, yeah, you guys are small. Your baby's small. Makes sense. This kid's huge. Um, he's inappropriately sized. He's inappropriate. Yeah, he's inappropriately sized. It's, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's really inappropriate. Uh, but, uh, we're like almost four months in and he hates us a little bit less every day. How's the um, sleep schedule? He, our, we, we don't make good sleepers. Uh, his naps suck, but he mm-hmm. does pretty well at night, just like his sister did. So it's like, well, the, you know, the naps suck, but nighttime sleeping is actually getting a lot better. So I don't know. I think I'd probably prefer it that way than the other way around. Yeah. Naps are yeah. tough, man. Cause you have to kind of like stop what you're doing and then put the kid down. But yeah, especially with your oldest one, how old is Oh, she- Charlie's three and a half, but yeah. no, you have to understand the house we are now in, we strategically <laughs> found because the two kids' bedrooms are as far apart as possible. Yeah, that's so they could both be screaming at the same time and you can hear, they can't hear each other. So it's, uh, I mean, I can hear both of them, but they can't hear each other. So it's, it's, it's a fortunate layout. That's smart, but- man. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the big thing. Um, I think the reason why we've been kind of uh, MIA from the podcast world is we had a child and we moved from California and life, you know, turns out COVID is a pretty uh, serious thing and affects everything. So uh, it's been tough to, tough to do a podcast. Definitely has. 
How about you, Shane? What's been going on with you? Yeah, Tell I've been why actually. Why you keep saying no? I can't record the podcast this week because you you hate us. <laughs> I've been well. I hate everybody, right? That's one thing. And then the second thing, yeah, I mean, I've been absent for probably about ten months because I think the last podcast was six months ago, back in September, with um, those awesome guest interviews. Those awesome ladies. Can't remember what team they were on. I think they were on the Sarah, Sarah's Pro's Closet. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll great, edit great that podcast. part out where you forgot. That's okay. Oh mm-hmm. no, but we're gonna leave that in now. That's okay. You can leave it in there. <laughs> oh yeah, that one team. No, that doesn't. Anyway, that doesn't adequately reflect. That doesn't yeah, adequately that. reflect cycling's per, you know perspective on female cyclists. No, oh, well, I was the team. Okay. The closet. Jeez. Um. Yeah. So I've had a pretty whirlwind year. My daughter was is two. She just turned two back in February. So she was born with this virus called CMV which is a mouthful, stands for cytomegalovirus. So it's actually a pretty common virus, but it's not really spoken about much. So what CMV does with uh, babies is it really affects your hearing and it can affect their vision. It can affect their development, all that kind of stuff. So unfortunately, my daughter Grace was affected pretty severely by it. So um, about a year ago, she had cochlear implants, uh, surgically implanted to restore her hearing. And then about four months ago, she had to have a G2 place because she wasn't tolerating feeds and she was constantly vomiting her food and she was really just losing weight and kind of failure to thrive. So we made the decision to do a, a G2 to combat that. But basically, yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind of a year for me just personally. So I haven't had a ton of time to dedicate to the podcast but fortunately, now everything is starting to settle down and we're hopefully going to get back to consistency again in terms of recording. But, but, yeah. but, that, but that makes a really good point about, you know, we always say it's about cycling and parenthood and trying really hard at both. And there's this like kind of BS bravado in the cycling world, especially with, you know, people who have too much time and nothing more important to talk about. And they say, you know, it's all about the bike, which is just stupid. Uh, it's not all about the bike. It's about helping your family thrive. And yep. so I think uh, letting a podcast fall to the wayside so that you can be a good husband and dad is exactly the point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I, I strongly agree with that. Um, and I'm still waiting to go pro. So me too. I've gone to pro yeah. yet. Yeah, probably a good pro. Probably um, after yeah. your back surgery. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're a pro. With, a little bit. You're a pro yeah. at recovering from back surgery. Yeah, but before we get into that, like it has been a whirlwind for me too now because now I am having um, a lot of like this skin disorder. And I mean, you think, you know, dry skin, this is to the extreme. And I've been doing some research and you know what the number one cause of dry skin is? I hate where this is going. (laughs) Towels. No, what? (laughs) Towels? (laughs) Gotcha. That's the dead joke. This is again, (laughs) again, you just, you're deadpan delivery, man. Every time I was like, oh yeah. Cause you know, you're, you know, but we talk pretty often. I was like, man, I didn't know about his side. Yeah. I didn't know about the skin. Not sciatic. What is it? There's nothing wrong with my skin. Um, so it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Uh, beautiful ginger skin, not lots of freckles. Um, so I had spinal fusion surgery for my, uh, lumbar five and sacrum one. So L five S one 
caused by a not that uncommon issue called a spondylolisthesis. And it, it usually happens where, uh, you know, in youth sports or childhood, I don't know when, but at some point I, I broke my back, um, maybe stress fractures, but there's these small joints called the facet joints and they broke. And basically my L5, um, which is the higher of the two vertebrae slid forward like 14 millimeters and slowly over time it compressed the disc and some arthritis grew in and I started getting extreme leg pain um, in my left leg and it was very debilitating through um, you know April and May and June uh, peaked out at its worst probably around June 1st. And it did get better to a degree. I got a bunch of like spinal injections, months of PT, aquatic physical therapy, chiropractors. Or otherwise known as swimming. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, a little bit more know, than I'm that, you know, um, way more specific, basically like doing squats and stuff on a bench that's underwater and, you know, things like that. And, um, and finally, like it was a lifestyle choice. I was like, I'm just, I'm not getting, I got better to a degree, but within 30 minutes or an hour of waking up, my feet were, they felt like they were asleep. I could hardly feel either feet all day long. Wow. wow. Um, I couldn't go on walks uh, with my kid. I mean, I had a skip, skip a beach vacation with my wife and daughter last summer because I was too incapacitated. I'm basically, I became functionally disabled. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, one of the few things that I could do is ride a stationary bike for exercise. And so um, it, the recommendation of the, you know, the medical team that was helping me, um, they recommended that I, I stayed off the mountain bike. And I did for the most part. And then once I started improving and realized I was going to get surgery anyway, I started riding again. And ironically, um, two days before surgery, I had the worst bike crash. I've I was going to say had. the bike crash, right? Oh, I remember man, that. It was yep. horrible. Um, I was, uh, coming down a fun downhill section, but it's at, uh, an area that quickly would go from like a nice grippy loam to sand and my front wheel washed out and I bounced my right um, hip off of some kind of root or rock and, and, mm -hmm. and you know, like cut it cut all the way Eek. through the fascia and i had a massive uh you know hematoma there and i had to get um my you know sister-in-law patched me up um the check-in nurse at the when i got surgery two days later didn't even know if the surgeon was going to proceed which was problematic because i had arranged to take five weeks off my whole life had been you know um arranged around the surgery uh, but they went ahead and proceeded, but, you know, it was a, a double recovery, you know, as recovered mm -hmm. from the spinal fusion plus, um, uh, this hip injury. And, you know, um, I'm a lot better now. I should probably be cleared to ride outside again on April 13th, but I've been following Shane's build me up training program. I'm on my, like week nine out of 11, um, uh, which is, uh, one of the stock, programs in swift it's been awesome and it's, is tough it's very hard you know um and this is maybe something that we'll get into in future podcasts this season but it's been like this moving target i think when you've been fit before 
Um, I've had to keep readjusting my FTP to make the workouts challenging enough, but it's definitely a moving target. And like, mm -hmm. not all fitness comes back at the same rate. Like I feel like my cardiovascular fitness is fine, but my muscular endurance has really suffered more than anything. But anyway, that's where I've been at. And you know, when you can't even ride a bike, it's not very motivating to do a podcast about riding bikes. So <laughs> podcast <laughs> no. about yeah, going, yeah, we'd have to change the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, I think there's something about mountain biking and life events that, um, is, I don't know if it's causation or correlation, but it seems like I always hear stories of people going, I was about to do this. And then I crashed on my mountain bike. <laughs> like you've got your, you, like, you know, you crashed right before your surgery. I crashed my worst crash the day my son was born. Mm. And I was like, all right, I only have like an hour. So I went and hit these trails and just was going as fast as I could. And surprise, surprise, ate it at the top of uh, going into a burn too high. And I, broke a shifter paddle and I think I hit a rock, but like, there was a couple moments where I was like, I think I, I think I broke my leg. Like my, like the top of my shin. Mm. I really, I was like, Oh my God. Like I'm I, I need to like call my like wife who's about to start labor you and imagine? like have her drive me to the ER or something. So in the end, I just like, I didn't walk it off, but I was like, I've got to, you know, if I can bike home, I, I don't have to go to the hospital yeah. and I made it home. Um, in my hardest gear and got a, I, I did actually get a PR of the steep hill in my hardest gear, which made me feel cool. But I have this like huge scar on my shin. It was probably two and a half inches long mm. um, where this, this rock just dug down. And uh, it's funny. Cause I'm like, that's the scar from the day my son was born. Yeah. It's like a physical, physical, uh, physical scar of the emotional scar I'll have someday. Yeah. So anyway, if you have a big life event coming up, don't go mountain biking. Don't yeah. go mountain biking. Don't do it. You're going to crash. Yeah. Stay just, on <laughs> yeah. It's just pretty safe there, you know? <laughs> pretty, it's pretty safe. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Zwift and dirt related things, there's a new dirt charity. Yes. Is that true? Is that a good transition? It is. Yeah. There you go. We should actually get Chris and Chris and Jason are the two main there, right? Mostly Chris. Schwenker. Yeah, Chris Chris Schwanker is a physical therapist um, that's been on our podcast before. I was possibly even season one, um, but you know he's a keen cyclist. He's about fifty years old and and in uh, a Cat A racer, and you know I think he's getting to a point in his career where he doesn't need to focus as much on you know his business. He owns his own PT business, right. and he can focus on other things. So it's this charity called the dirt dad fund and it raises money for fathers in need, you know? And so you can go to, um, their website and, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll try to look hey, it up. Here hey, Ken, what's, yeah. what's that, uh, what's that URL? Well, I will tell you in a minute. Um, and then we'll put it in show notes too. Okay. Cool. Um, and they, they are a 501 C three. So your okay. donation your is tax donation deductible. receipt, right? Yep. It is dirtdadfund.com and dirtdadfund.com. Yep. Um, you can't see this. We're doing a zoom call, but you can buy these nifty sort of like live strong style of uh, Silicon bracelets. And it says the dirt effect on it. And it's got, you know, mustache man, Chris, Chris Gorney's brainchild. Um, and you can actually go there and nominate somebody to receive a gift from the dad fund. So like, if you know somebody who is, you know, a father specifically that is struggling, um, you can go there, you can nominate them and they have a board 
that will review the um, the submission and then they'll decide on the distribution. It's really cool. So I'm happy to see that we're using some of our numbers. You know, we are the biggest WIF team in the world. And that we're Second? using some. No. No. We, we passed Poland? Poland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We grew Poland. Yeah. yeah. Rocky That's versus right. Drago. Rocky wins again. Come mm -hmm. on. Yeah. The Drago is Russian, but it's okay. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're basically, yeah. they're classic. Kind of same, right? Mm -hmm. And they've already supported, I think, one one uh, recipient has received funding, right? I believe they, yeah. One? I think they gave like a $1,000 gift already. Yeah, I remember Man, seeing that over the social channels, which is great. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, anyone out there who's dogging on, you know, e-writing e, e and Zwift and social community, you know, online communities coming into the real world, which is real stuff. Yeah, definitely. And they did a really cool fundraiser event last weekend where uh, Jason Mutchler, uh, who is an incredible guy with an incredible backstory. You can see an article on um, him that came out last week on Zwift Insider. Yep. Um, he is a veteran and he was and the toughest, um, toughest human being I have ever toughest met in my life. human. Yeah. He's a tough dude. He is a client of Shane's and he was basically blown up in Iraq by a roadside bomb and spent like a year in the hospital dealing with burns. And he actually had spinal fusion too, is what he told me. Yep. Um, but now he's, you know, like he's really used um, Zwift as part of like his mental well-being. And one of the early, you know, publicity stunts we did to gain some dirt popularity is I tried to summit the Alp, uh, Alp de Zwift in under an hour while eating a large Domino's pizza. And I did it. <laughs> it was nasty. And I did it in like roughly 59.30. Jason did it this past weekend and he did it in 48 minutes. He beat my record by like, 11 and a half minutes or and something and didn't puke and didn't, didn't puke. puke and you didn't drink all the mountain dew right well i told him yeah no and that was never the thing i think that became like an urban legend that i drank an entire two liter of mountain dew but <laughs> your it was more as your kidney <laughs> shut down and you ended up in the er yeah i drank less. did right what he actually did but didn't. no he didn't he didn't, he either. Oh, he didn't. He I heard drink. it was, I heard it was two, two liters. I heard it was four. Yeah. I heard it was four yeah. liters and then two. And it was hot and he pizzas. heated the Mountain Dew to make it even harder. So it's right. hot. Mountain Dew. And they were meat lovers pizzas. I heard too. <laughs> two meat lovers pizza and two, but, but gluten-free dogs and Mountain Dew. Yeah. Well, either so, way, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't eat a large, could no. you eat a large pizza on yes, your own? I could absolutely do that. I couldn't. After three slices of pizza, I'm done. My, my wife and I talk about all the time, like, I, well, it's really me talking and her just shrugging, but I talk about how cycling is the best sport because it encourages you to eat. And you're like, hmm, I'm on a training plan. Oh, I, I need to eat I more like food today. Pizza. I probably should eat a large pizza. Hmm, good call. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I think it's amazing. Didn't he have, I, I was, I, I texted with him a little bit before and, uh, but wasn't he, didn't he have some strategy where he like basically pounded the pizza, like the last half or something? He like hammered the ride and then, and then after he got like, kind of got his time advantage, he then started just eating pizza. Yeah. I don't know what, and he was definitely thinking about that. Um, I don't know what strategy he ended up using, but I think that he wanted to push really, really hard up until what's that corner, that famous corner called. Um, Dutch corner, Dutch corner, and then really start to plow into the pizza. But I think that he was, 
he, he didn't seem to be struggling until he got down to the last couple of pieces. Yeah. I but mean, he said he eats pizza like six days a week and he usually eats an entire large pizza. So, I mean, just, yeah, we the- had trained, we had trained, we started off at like a quarter of a pizza and then we did like a half of pizza. <laughs> was that on training peaks? I'm a total. Yeah. Was that, was that on training peaks? It, <laughs> I put it on training peaks for him. Yeah. All right, Jason, today we're going to have half a pizza and then ride for an hour. And then we're going to do uh, like whole pizza I, I have a, I have a little <laughs> sensitive tummy and if I did that, I would puke immediately. For I, sure. I, I don't like, I don't have like a gag reflex or anything, but like if I eat something like that too close to riding hard, no, no way. I will yeah. be on the vomit comment real soon. Ditto. Um, Ditto. And I just texted him and asked him. So we'll see how responsible he is. Has he ever been on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. No, yeah, he has. Doesn't. Didn't we? I don't think he has. No. All right. He well, that's coming season. Interview. That's coming season three. Cool. For sure. We should get him on the show. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, that would be a good one to talk about like nutrition and Shane, you can dig into what was going on in his guts during all, that whole ordeal. Or I think he would really do a great job of just like mental toughness. Yeah. Yeah. Like how to suffer. Like, cause I don't think there's anybody better than him in my opinion. at uh-huh. doing that. He's done sometimes, some sometimes when stuff. I'm riding really hard and this is not a joke when I'm riding really hard, I think, would Jason give up right now? <laughs> and inevitably I answered that question. No. And then I, then I quit, but he, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll have him on and you guys will. The, you the, the one of those WWJD bracelets. Yeah. Would what would do? Jason do? That's right. I've been reading. I've been reading a lot of books about uh, Antarctica and the Shackleton and Scott expeditions. And one of Shackleton's family motto was by endurance, we conquer. Um, mm-hmm. And I think about that a lot when I ride hard and I'm like, I know applying it to cycling when they were applying it to not dying in the Antarctic is, you know, not necessarily <laughs> a fair comparison, but it gives me, it gives me some courage. Yeah. You know, a little I like bit. That quote. I like that quote a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's a good tattoo. All right. Shane, some changes with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we got to talk about my work at Zwift, which has been good. So I've, Taking a little bit more of a serious role at Swift, I guess. Um, working a lot on their performance content side of things on the content team. So um, the recent, the most recent thing I did, kind of the biggest impact so far has been making the training plans more flexible on Swift. And it, it's definitely better than it used to be, but there's still definitely some work to be done there. Um, we're hoping to be able to pause training plans and also extend training plans because right now you can do them anytime you want during the week but if you have to go on vacation or you get sick or something there's no way to pause or extend it so there is still some work to be done there and there's there's some newer workouts you put on over the some last new workouts year. put on yeah i did like week. workout of the week which has been great um are i did you, a bunch of are you short workouts those? yeah i'm writing cool. most of those yep and Badger and I have tested a couple of them over the last six months. And yeah, I remember yeah, fun. Like a race. I'm not sure how to use the word. Fun. I forget which one I did right before we moved here, but it sucked. It was basically like full throttle for 30 minutes. Yeah. They tend to be short, but pretty intense. Just yeah. kind of like more of that hit style kind of work. Um, but people tend to really enjoy them and like them, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, so if you, if you're on Zwift. There was one that you wrote. Oh, edit that. 
We'll edit that out, maybe. It depends on how much time we've got. No, what I was going to say, Shane, is one of the uh, workouts that you had sent over to us was like a um, a walkthrough of all of mm. the features of the workout. Is that mm -hmm. is that oh, live yeah. on Zwift? That is not. No. So thanks, Ken. Ruined they're kind of going back and forth with um, onboarding, and they're doing a lot of work improving the onboarding experience for new uh, users. Mm -hmm. So. Shane Miller actually has a video on it, but um, the first ride you do on Zwift, it'll actually be like a, like a mock workout where it'll have text pop up as you're going through. I think it's Watopia flat and it'll have things about workouts, have things about um, drops. It'll have things about XP, all those things. So no, we haven't done it yet, but I, I still, I would still like to do that because I think that was a good experience for you guys just to kind of figure out you know, what mm -hmm. you're looking at on screen. Right. You know? So to summarize, life's been crazy. We're back. Dirt Charity is awesome. Jason Mulchler is the freakiest man any of us know who can eat pizza. Also, mm -hmm. I he did text me back. Apparently, he ate all of the pizza before turn seven, the Dutch corner, and then just ate the crust after that mm -hmm. point. Okay. So nice. a little more strategy than we thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Before um, turn seven, he had an I think entire what, large. I think pizza. that's what he said. Yeah, I ate all the pizza before turn seven, then crust until the last. Yeah, what a main. So it's a third. So you figure if twenty-one turns seven, that's a third. So he, he ate an entire large pizza in fifteen minutes. Well, he didn't eat the crust. He ate the crust. He, he the crust it. is the hardest part. I mean, I, it, I think the cheese. I, that's a lot of volume in fifteen minutes. <laughs> As you're going pretty much ftp plus yeah that's a that's a lot yeah. i mean that sounds terrible to me he was hurting at the end that's for sure um so before we wrap up here covid maybe coming to an end i've got my first shot um i think you just got your second right uh chris uh next week nice next week yeah my wife though um got her uh second shot yesterday very cool. So her superpowers begin. I'm booked um, for my first in the 26th of uh, April. New Hampshire just opened up theirs to 30 to 39 or 30 plus actually now. Very wow. good. So very good. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, great to get back together with you guys. I mean, we we all three communicate on a regular basis, but it's good to you know get back to our audience. Um, there's dozens of you out there. All all the 11 of you plus my dad. <laughs> yeah so an even dozen cool but um it was great to catch up with everybody um any closing remarks i would say thank you for your patience yep and um if you have any ideas for this season what you want us to speak about talk about chat about i would say let us know because we're always open to suggestions from our audience of what you guys want to hear yep and to the people on social media in the last week who apparently have been giving us crap about not being here, well, yeah, here they, you go. They weren't giving us crap. They were just curious what happened to us. Oh, okay. Well, curiosity. But we didn't go pro in the podcast round. We didn't so. go pro. Curiosity is now quelled. We, uh, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Sounds good. Well, great to see, uh, great to see both of you. And for everybody in the audience, thank you for listening to the Never Going Pro podcast. 
Ride on, and I will see you in Watopia.